up, y'all? Hopefully you guys are having a good one out there. I have a super exciting episode this week because we have a special guest appearance. We have my big brother, JC. Hey. And this one, I've been excited for this episode for a while because the holidays can be really tough sometimes. It can be very easy to get down on yourself. You're around other family members. They always have very overbearing questions. Everyone's got opinions on everything. It can all just be a little bit overwhelming. It can get very stressful very quickly. Plus, you've got the New Year's resolutions coming up. And it all just gets a little discouraging, right? Because you just kind of end up compare, basically comparing yourself too much instead of just focusing on your own growth. So I thought to get ahead of that, we can have a nice little pep talk, a little motivational episode to encourage us and give us the little pick-me-up that we need just to get through the holidays. And my brother is by far one of the most encouraging and motivational people that I know. And so whenever I find myself just kind of stuck in a rut or whenever I get that weird little desire to go for an impossible goal, I always call him first and I'm like, hey, tell me I'm not crazy. Tell me there's a chance. And he always comes through. So I figured I would share a little bit of his wisdom with y'all this week. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm excited to be on the show. It's going to be good. It's going to be very good. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's just you as a person that you're very motivational, but I also feel like your entire military career has been you accomplishing the impossible. Like people tell you, hey, no, this isn't a thing. This isn't this isn't a possibility for you. And you say, okay, well, duh, just watch me. <laughs> and then you end up crushing it and you accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish and more. I, I yeah, thought you'd be I, perfect I, for this episode. Well, thank you. It has been a, it's definitely been an interesting journey. That's, that's uh, an understatement. <laughs> Most of it has been kind of unintentional though. And I, I think some of that stems from, from two things. One, I tend to be a semi-contrary individual to begin with. <laughs> so if someone tells me that, no, I can't do something, that no, that that's not allowed, I tend to just uh, be motivated to do it anyway. Uh, the other piece where I think that's been helpful on, on my side is a lot of times we, we tend to self-eliminate and we automatically eliminate ourselves from opportunities without even, without even trying. Um, and in my mind, at least, I think that tends to be because we're, we tend to be our own biggest critics. A lot of times no one else is placing I mean, institutionally, there is times where, where people try and, and keep us down and there is obstacles and barriers to place. But a lot of times, the biggest ones we have, we tend to actually place on ourselves. You know, we, we think to ourselves that, oh, no, I can't accomplish that. No, that's, that's too lofty of a goal. Um, I, you know, I want to do it, but I don't think I can, so I'm not even going to try I mean, there's been multiple times for me where I've not met the requirements for something and I called you and you were like, no, let them be the one to tell you no. Let them be the one to reject you or deny you. But then it's at least, it's kind of on them, it's not on you. And also one thing that you told me, I don't even know if you remember this or not, but when I was thinking about applying to a couple PhD programs and I was like, well, I I don't have the publication experience that everyone at a minimum has. I don't have some of these 
the you know the background experience with like just with presenting at conferences and things like that and a lot of that was because I was in the military active duty and so I just didn't have the opportunity to do some of those experiences and you said no use that to your advantage you know okay so you don't have the same background experience but you can kind of flip that to work in your favor and there is actually it makes me think too because there's this k-drama that Daniel and I just watched and it's it's very good big recommend you guys should check it out but it's called dream high and it's literally it's like if high school musical met crazy rich asians and it's so good because basically there are these high schoolers they're in a super elite musical school so it's all best of the best they go on tour they get signed with labels all this stuff right and at one point there's this american producer that puts out a notice of this competition the winner gets signed, they go on tour, they become the next Beyonce. And the entry requirements for the competition were insane. It was like, you have to have a certain number of touring hours, you have to already have an album put out and be a songwriter, speak four languages, all these crazy requirements. And so all these kids are the best of the best, right? But they were like, I don't meet these minimum requirements. So they didn't even apply. And then, you know, of course, the underdogs, the poor kids, the ones that quote unquote don't belong there, they applied anyway. And even though they weren't qualified and they were the only ones to apply. And so they were the only ones that actually got accepted. And then of course they end up winning, the guy gets the girl, so on and so forth. But the producer, it was exactly like what you said. The producer came out afterwards and he was like, I set unrealistic requirements specifically to see who would still apply anyway, to see who would be willing to still put that work in, to put in that effort, to see who has enough faith in themselves to actually trust their talent and just to see who would be able to do what no one else could. And so, yes, obviously that's a TV show, so it's more like dramatized, but I think it does happen in real life. And I think, I don't know, I think it's really cool because like you said, I mean, it worked for you. It's Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll find out in January if it works for me or not with this PhD program. But yeah, I think it's that was like always the biggest piece of advice that you gave me, JC, was that just don't be the first person to tell yourself no. Let someone else yeah. be the one to tell you no. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah, it's a TV show, but that was actually one of the, the big items that I wanted to hit in this conversation is that you don't know what else is going on, right? You don't know who else is applying. Yeah, you could be competing against someone else that's, you know, a Rhodes Scholar that's, you know, valedictorian in high school that was, you name it, could be the best of the best. But then again, maybe they didn't apply. Maybe they self-eliminated. You can't control timing. You don't know if others quit. You don't know who else is competing against you. The only thing that you can definitively control, the absolutely only thing within your span of control is you deciding to apply and you putting in as much effort as you can. You can't control what someone else does. All you can do is really focus on aligning the variables within your control and making sure that, that, it, that if that opportunity does present itself, that you're there and you're able to take advantage of that opportunity should it arise. Can't control if it arises, but you can do everything possible to facilitate it even showing up as an option. Mm -hmm. And so 
with that, the next step that a lot of times I feel like people probably don't want to talk about because it's not as fun of a topic to think about, but you shoot your shot, right? And it either lands or it doesn't land. You either get the job, you don't get the job. You quote unquote succeed or you quote unquote fail. And so I do think it's important that while we're talking about not self-eliminating and we're talking about going for these, you know, these lofty goals, I think it is important to also talk about, you know, something that goes hand in hand with that and that is failure. But I've said this before, I'll say it a million more times. I think that failure is a very, very good indicator that you're on the right path. Because if your goals are difficult to attain and if they seem out of reach, if you're way out of your comfort zone, if everything feels impossible, I think it's probably a good sign that you're on the right track. Because, you know, our biggest fear and our setbacks from trying for those impossible and lofty goals is the fear of failure. I think that's what holds us back a lot. But I think that if you frame it the right way and if you have the right perspective, I do think that failure can be motivational, it can be grounding, and it, like I said, it can be the reassurance that we need that we are setting a high enough goal. Because if your goals are easy and if you're just kind of doing the same thing, so yes, you're technically succeeding because you're doing the same thing over and over again that you already know you can do, then you're not actually progressing, you're not actually getting better at anything, you're not growing, you're not developing because you're still just being exactly yeah you're stagnating if you're not progressing you're stagnating yeah and that's not that's not succeeding it's you know it's it's tough right like everyone is no one likes failing it doesn't feel good it feels pretty terrible to be honest with you right and i think that's where like you said it, it can be kind of a tough conversation but you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable it's those moments of uncomfortableness of when you're in a position where you're like man I don't why how did I end up in this spot I don't know what I'm doing in this spot I mean that's where you find out what you're really made of and that's that's where you actually get that growth and that that progression right it's like lifting weights you don't you don't progress when you're doing something easy you progress and you get stronger when you when you stretch your body and you you break it down a little bit you it's the same thing with anything else in life you have to have that uncomfortableness and you have to push yourself yeah and it's it's tough right like i think i think it's ego that drives so much of why people quit in advance because it's no one wants to try at something and then fail so i think subconsciously a lot of people will do that i mean i've done it right where you think to yourself of, well, they'll probably say no, I don't want to look like an idiot because I tried at something and I failed, so I'm going to go ahead and just not even try. Mm. It feels much better to say, because now you're back into control, right? If you try and you fail, that's outside your control and you feel bad about it. But if you intentionally say, I'm not even going to try, it's my decision that I'm not going to apply for this program, that I'm not going to compete in this event, right? Now you feel good inside because you think oh well i'm in control i made that decision to not even put myself out there so it's almost it's a strange situation of where it feels better to not try right and that's that's that feeling you have to overcome you have to get be able to move past that that feeling and just 
put it all out there and just feel and just say like, hey, like I'm gonna try. I may I may fail and I may feel bad about it, but at least I won't live with dirt dread, right? You fail at something, you have maybe a day, maybe a couple of days, what maybe a couple of weeks of feeling bad about not achieving that goal. I mean, me personally, I'd, I'd much rather have that than spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. regretting not even trying something. Oh yeah, and my thing too with that is, at least for me, if I because I do kind of get caught up in my own head sometimes. And I'm like, ooh, should I go for this? And I like how you bring up the ego because I do think that plays a lot into my decision-making sometimes. But for me, what kind of still pushes me forward is I hate not knowing. So for me, if I was like, okay, you know, my ego talking, maybe I shouldn't apply for the PhD program because then I won't get disappointed and I won't get frustrated if I'm told no, so on and so forth. But then the thought that's always in the back of my head is like, but then I'll never know. Would I have gotten in? Would I have been a success? Would I have been able to be a professor? And that not knowing is kind of a huge driver for me when I'm making some of those decisions because I just, I need to know. But I kind of like the idea of failure as, like that failure is not the end state. And so for me, I'm like, okay, if I, yeah, like if I did fail at something, that means I'm not done yet. That means that there's still more that can be done, something that can be done differently. Um, And it's just kind of, it's just like an added extra step in the process. Cause like for me, when I was going through my master's, from start to finish, I was dead set on the thesis route. I was like, well, I have to do a thesis because... I have to like that was the only option and I was getting way ahead of myself and I'm like well I have to do a thesis because that's going to be my only publication option so then when I'm applying to the PhD program I can use that in my you know my resume basically and that's what will get me into my PhD program so I have to do it I have that's the only option and my entire pathway was all set up on the thesis I had my reading committee done I had my what, like 35 page prospectus drafted up, everything was going for this thesis route, I already had a million and one research articles, everything picked out. And then the last semester before I was supposed to start my thesis, I get to the end of that semester, and the stars didn't align. And you have to have a certain GPA, you need a 3.7 to do the thesis. And my final grade for the one class that semester just bumped my GPA down. So it was like a 3.68 or something crazy. So basically a few weeks, a month before the next semester started, when I was supposed to start the thesis, I had to email everyone, email my whole reading committee, change all the forms and be like, nope, not doing that anymore. Now I'm going the comprehensive exam route. And I was devastated at first because I was like, man, this is going to throw me off with everything. And it actually ended up being, I would argue, like the best thing that I did with my master's program because there were a million and one texts that I had to read and know inside and out. And it was stuff that I never would have thought to read beforehand. And I'm so glad that I did read them because a lot of them had... They were just so good. Like there was so much value in the writing. And it, it's, it sounds corny, but it's, it's some of those books where it's like 
you're happy that you read it. Like you feel like you're a different person and a better person because you read it. And that's how I felt with 90% of the texts on the list that I had to read. And I never would have gotten that if I'd stuck with the thesis route. So things like that, it seems like a failure at the time, but in reality, it actually set me up for success because a lot of this is like foundational knowledge I should have. And Daniel too, he tells me all the time, you know, if he would have passed his promotion test and made staff first time, he never would have met me because then he wouldn't have deployed. He wouldn't have gone to ALS in my class. And then, you know, we wouldn't be here today. So he says all the time, like, yeah, at first I was devastated that I didn't make rank, that I didn't promote. But you give it a little bit of time and he sees, you know, like, okay, this was ultimately for the best for my life overall. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different paths to success, right? And then, and that's a, a great example of where, you know, I think the key thing is not really to get so hung up on, on one specific thing, but it's to be open to the possibility that there's additional paths and that you can take, you know, whatever environment you find yourself ending up in and find out how to make the best of it because you have, you have no way of knowing the future and you have no, no way of knowing what opportunities open up when you just focus on one, one option that closed, right? There's always a million op- options available. It is figuring out the best ones. Mm-hmm. I read this one article too that I really liked how they phrased it. And they said, failure is different from failing. And so the way the author described it was like, failing is just trying to do something and it just doesn't work out. But failure comes from when we stop trying after we fail It's when we don't pick ourselves up and continue working towards our goals. Failure is also when we give in to fear and self-doubt and use that as an excuse to not even show up the next time around. Yeah, I was going to bring that back back up since you mentioned at the beginning, right? Like, failure is only final if you let it be final. You know, it it doesn't matter how many times you fail, how many times you get knocked down. What matters is how many times you get back up, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as you get back up after you get knocked down, then it's not it's not failure, like you mentioned. It, it reminds me of the uh, the quotation by Teddy Roosevelt about the man in the arena. If you've read that one, oh yeah, I've got it framed on my wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's about the struggle. It's about trying. Um, and you, you will never know greatness and you won't know what you're capable of until you actually put yourself out there and you, you risk failing, right? If, if you're not risking the possibility of failing, you're not, you're not getting it, big, not giving it everything you have and you're, you're not really trying if you're being completely honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that note, talking about trying, I feel like the other less fun and less comfy piece of this conversation is you do have to put in the work, right? Like goals without plans are just dreams. Like you have to do your due diligence in preparation and you know, you do have to, you have to grind sometimes, but I do think that the slow steady grind will always work in your favor. And so I think sometimes I see people and they have like the first half of this conversation down. They're like, oh yeah, I'll I'll shoot my shot. I'll do this. I'll do that but they don't put in the ultimate work to make sure that they kind of see through their goals. 
okay, they hit the application button. They say, okay, I apply, but did they attach all the documents? You know what I mean? Like, did they put in their best effort with some of those requirements and things like that? And so I do think that that's also an important aspect here just to make sure you're setting yourself up as much as possible for success. And same thing, I saw a video um, and I loved it so much. And it, it was saying, do the verb instead of trying to be the noun. You know, for example, if you're trying to be an, a published author, do the verb, do your writing, write your chapters, write your book. Don't just focus on, I wanna be an author, focus on the work that goes into being an author. If you want to be, you know, insert any example here, but you know, sometimes we get stuck in that kind of like an all or nothing mentality. And that can kind of hinder us because we end up self-sabotaging our progress because we're just focusing on, I want to be, I want to be famous. I want to be successful. I want to be the boss. And you're not focusing on that verb of, okay, well, if you want to be the boss, you have to be a leader. If you want to be a leader, you have to be understanding. You have to know your job. You have to be proficient. You have to do all these things that make you a good leader. You can't just jump straight to, oh, I want to be a leader. Yeah, people want the image that they don't want to put in the time and the effort. I, I actually see that all the time. And they, they tend to frame it in the light of, being in the right place at the right time and it being luck. Mm -hmm. And luck always has some elements of play, right? Lady Fortuna like always has a say in, in creating those opportunities of, of the right time and place, but that's kind of irrelevant in a lot of ways to be completely honest with you, right? Like it's not about that one moment in time. It's uh, about being, spending your life preparing to have that moment, right? Like in everyone's life, you have one to two moments of potential greatness, right? And it's a question of if you're ready when that moment comes. So, you know, when I when I talk to some of these people about like getting, be it FaceTime with, you know, a senior leader, be it, you know, having opportunities to, to demonstrate their qualities and to advance and look good, it's like, well, that time will come eventually, right? Like eventually you will be in that position the question isn't how do you get in that position the question is will you be ready when it's your time to shine right have you put in the hours when no one is watching when no one is paying attention to you honing aircraft writing your essays rewriting the essays writing them again reading doing everything you need to do so when that time does come you'll they're fully prepared right it's not about just clicking the application button, like you said. It's not even about attaching the documents. It's have you spent your life practicing your craft and becoming an expert in what you do so that the application you submit, right, it's not just of, hey, did you proofread it? It's, hey, have you spent all this time actually becoming a proficient writer? Do you understand the background of literature? Do you understand what makes a good essay? Do you understand... And are you passionate about what you're actually advocating? You know, and that's that's the piece that's, that no one really, like you said, necessarily wants to talk about. And it's not necessarily the fun piece because it's not a moment in the sun. It's not a moment of fame. It's the grinding. It's the 10,000 hours of just, just grueling away to get, you know, to get good at your craft. Mm -hmm. 
And like you said, it's not the visible part. No one ever sees that. No one sees you staying up late to finish stuff. No one sees you, you know, working the line and just to make sure you're actually experienced and you're good at your job. Because I remember all the time in the pharmacy, I would have some of the senior leaders and some of the, you know, the NCOs, the people in charge, the bosses, and they would be kind of bitter because they would come in, they would take this title and this position and they would never actually work the job. So they had, they didn't have a clue how to actually do pharmacy work. And I remember sometimes they would kind of complain to me and some of the other like middle tier people. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the people don't listen to me and they don't respect me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, yeah, do you, do you have a login to even do your job? Like, do you know what they do every day? And they're like, well, no, well, you know, why would I have to? I'm like, well, they're not gonna, you're not gonna have that credibility and you're not going to be fully successful unless you can actually be good at your job if you can hone your craft and that's a big thing is like have you done the work have you put in that time and that effort and I yeah I mean I think that goes a long way and so when you're looking at some of these things some of these goals that you all are setting for yourselves like you said have you done the work have you put in that effort because that, I mean, that goes a long way, I think, you know? It's it's okay. those little steps that matter. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's always the funny thing, too, is that I've, I've seen that because that's a, that's a dangerous game people play when they try to get their moment in the sun and they haven't put the time in. Uh, especially, I mean, if you use the example of the military, right? Um, of someone that's trying to get be seen by senior leaders, someone that's trying to get that visibility. Well, sometimes, you know, the nice cuts both ways. Uh, if you're excellent and you're really good at your job, it's a positive thing. But if you get that visibility and, oh, by the way, you haven't put in the time, mm-hmm. it's not a positive look. You probably would have been better off just staying in the shadows and, and grinding and being middle of the pack instead of put, placing yourself at the bottom of the pack. So that's, that's always the you know the the danger of the game if you will if when you have people that all they care about is just you know that moment in the sun Mm -hmm. yeah and i think to kind of going back a little bit to the very beginning when we're talking about not self-eliminating and to really have honestly the courage to take that first step and to really shoot your shot um a lot of times with that work, it can be easy to kind of feel judged a little bit, especially if you're taking it, you know, going outside of a work experience, because obviously you've got to do your job if that's your job. But if you're thinking of kind of taking that next leap of, hey, I don't know, maybe I want to be a professor, maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do a career change. Um, What I noticed is that people, you will never be judged by doing, by someone that's doing more than you. So the valedictorian won't judge you for studying. The creator isn't going to judge you for making your first video. An athlete's not going to judge you for going to the gym. It's always going to be judgment coming from people that are doing less than you. So if you are feeling a little bit hesitant to kind of put yourself out there and be like, ooh, you know, I'm not good at this yet. I'm not proficient in this yet, but that's what you want to do. Shoot your shot, I say, go for it because, yeah, you're never going to be judged by someone doing more than you, only less. So 
if we go with the rocks, yeah, if we go with the rocks metaphor, he always says uh, one day or day one. You you know, any day is as good as any other day to start and to start shooting your shot. So. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really easy to judge from the sidelines. And I mean, that's the question, you know, everyone has to answer themselves is, you know, how much value do you actually place on someone else's opinion that's not doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? If it's someone outside your lane that's just like throwing rocks, just to throw rocks and, and critiquing, you know, is that really valuable to spend your time paying attention to that? You know, is that someone that you really care about their opinion with? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was actually, that's probably some of the best advice I've gotten too is, Someone told me one day, they were like, hey, don't accept criticism from someone you wouldn't accept advice from. So if you don't look up to them enough to go to them for advice, don't care about whatever critiques they have of you. Unless it's something like that's very valid and you're like, ooh, maybe I should do a little a little look inward. But otherwise, if they're just, yeah, like you said, if they're just throwing stones from the sidelines... If you're not going to accept advice from them, don't even worry about that critique from them. So That's a really good point. I like that a lot. Yeah. It reminds me of a professor I had in grad school way back in the day. It's I'm going to mess it up, but basically what he said was that, you know, if you're publishing something and you're not getting people upset and you don't have people um, kind of critiquing and feeding and, you know, having comments on what you wrote, you're probably not publishing anything of value. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. It's like the better version of um of what Matt Reif said. <laughs> have you seen that clip? Matt Reif is a terrible human, and he was like, well, I have haters, and that's a good thing. And they're like, well, people also hated Osama bin Laden, so <laughs> it's not always. <laughs> but yeah, I, li- I like your version a whole lot better, but... But yeah. Yeah, there's there's some caveats attached to that, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a couple at least two caveats of like it should probably be constructive and value added to the conversation. Oh yeah. But but yeah, I like that a lot. Um as we kind of close out this episode, is there anything else that you would like to pass on to the listeners on any sort of like motivational advice? Maybe it's the best advice you've gotten or anything else that you want to close with specifically on accomplishing your goals or just sticking with something and just finishing out that grind? Obviously, sometimes you have to recognize and you have to realize when it is time to to shift lanes and, and try something new. But at the end of the day, right, like, like we mentioned, it, it really just comes down to having the perseverance, having the discipline, right and and putting that time in day in day out and just believing in yourself right like if you think everyone is so tough on themselves you know think back to you know anyone that you know you know what would they say about you right like would you know you know think of daniel right like is daniel going to say the things to you that you think about yourself in your own head you know and then I think sometimes I think that's the best advice that people give is to treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend. Um, obviously, depending on how you treat your friends, that may be slightly loaded, but it's, it's giving yourself the charity and the compassion to believe in yourself and to look at yourself objectively, right? 
and and to fully appreciate your own strengths and your weaknesses, but to to be able to have that level of introspection, to identify that like, hey, like yes, this will be challenging, yes, this will be tough, but I believe in myself enough that I'm going to bet on myself, that I am going to invest the time, the energy, and the effort to make myself into the person that I want to be because I believe that I can be that individual. So, you know, it, it like I said, it, it sounds a little bit strange to, to give yourself compassion and, and understanding, but I think with some of that introspection and, and believing in yourself enough to risk failing and loving yourself enough that if you do fail and you do get knocked down, that you're okay with being able to brush yourself up, get back up and keep trying because you believe in yourself enough to pursue your goals and not to just stay there, right? Right? Like if you loved yourself, you wouldn't want yourself to just stagnate and live, stagnate and just live in a nine to five and do the same thing day in and day out without ever fully reaching your potential. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll just, you know, to wrap it up, but I mean, I think all of us should be terrified that we make it to the end of our lives without ever reaching that potential. Like, how sad would that be if we, we go through this journey and at the very end of it, we look back and we realize that we could have accomplished so much, that we could have done amazing things and great things, and we never did it because we were comfortable because we were too afraid to even try. And that's, you know, that's so tragic. It's, it's sad when you think about it. Um, so just don't do that to yourselves, right? Like bet on yourself, give it everything you have and, and keep, just keep chugging along. Dang. See, you guys see what I mean? He just, he just spits wisdom all the time. He is the best person for a pick-me-up. Because you could literally be like, hmm, I don't want to cook supper tonight. And you call him and then everything, you're just motivated for the next two months. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, I mean, it's easy when I'm talking to you because, I mean, it's, it's been incredible watching your journey and, and watching what you accomplish when you set your mind to it, so... Oh. I was trying to get like you. Um, it's it's been pretty awesome to watch watch where you've come, and I can't wait to see where you're going. Gosh, thanks. All right, and last question I have for you before we close out this episode. Just because I'm curious, and I know other people listening want to know too. What are you reading, or if you're doing audiobooks, what are you listening to these days in your very slim free time? When you do find time, what are you absorbing? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm doing a second master's program, so that's taking up a significant amount of my free time with, with reading, but um, on the nonfiction side, I'm reading a lot of China-related things right now, so a lot of, uh, a lot on China. Um, so kind of that's that's more of the the job side of the house. Uh, also, re, I've been reading a decent amount of more just kind of because I am getting old, just a little bit of a health and fitness. So I've been reading a book called Built to Move. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, just about maintaining mobility, and then also reading some some fiction just because every now and then I gotta get the whole creative juices flowing and you know enjoy to get a fiction book 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me on this episode. You know you're always welcome back anytime you like. And with that, that is it for us today. So as always, make good choices, be a decent human being, take care of each other, shoot your shot on your goals, and please do not self-eliminate from any sort of goals before you even give other people the chance to tell you maybe no. So, okay, bye.